What is up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Um, I'm going to be continuing on what I talked about in the last one. Um, I kind of mentioned that scripture in Habakkuk 2, and I wanted to kind of just talk more about that um, because it really is a very powerful um, few scriptures in Habakkuk that really, when you dive into and you really study it, can really it's going to help build your faith. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, if you, like I said in the last one, if there's something that you're believing God for or something that you feel like the Lord has spoken to you um, about your life, your calling, whatever, that God will perform it in your life and that he's able to bring it to pass and it's all in his timing. And so really the scripture in Habakkuk 2 that I want to start off reading, Habakkuk 2 Um, verses two and three, I'll read it. This is the amplified classic. It says, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. Okay. And this is what I really wanted to get to. Verse three says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end or fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not be behindhand on its appointed day. And so when you read it in other versions, it can be kind of confusing, because in the like New King James, it says, though it tarries, wait for it, for it will not tarry. And it's like, wait, what? It says it will tarry, but it will not tarry. And it's kind of like, what? What does that mean? Like it is going to tarry or it's not going to tarry? So when the Lord gives you a vision, and, and what am I talking about when I say a vision? I'm not talking about you thinking that you want like a Ferrari. And maybe the Lord did give you a vision that you're going to have a Ferrari. That's great. But I'm just saying it has to be something that's actually from the Lord. It's not just something that you're thinking, oh, yeah, I really want this to happen. Oh, yeah, I really want to like be in the ministry. Oh, yeah, like I really just like want to um, be a famous singer. Like that, you know, what I'm talking about is when you have a true vision from the Lord, when your heart is 100% surrendered to God, you will, the Lord will begin to speak to you, um, in visions and dreams, right? That's part of what it says in Acts 2. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, part of that is he says that the his young men will see visions and his old men will dream dreams. So young people, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you will have visions. And what do I mean? I mean like internal God pictures of what you're called to do or, you know, or what's going to happen in the future. And so the Lord is going to begin to download visions on the inside of you. And so that's what this is talking about, that when the Lord gives you a vision, right, he's saying, though it tarry, wait for it, for it shall not tarry, whatever. Okay. And I used to read that and be like, well, I don't understand that. So really what you have to do is kind of like go back to the original language and kind of understand what do those words really mean? And so I want to read it to you with some more context from the language. So this is like using Greek words. I really wrote this down. So though the vision lingers, wait for it. And the word lingers, it means to hesitate, to delay, And it could also mean to question or be reluctant. So a lot of times when the Lord gives you a vision, you may like in the natural, it don't look like it don't look like it's going to happen. And you may begin to question it. It looks like it's hesitating. It's being delayed and like it's not coming to pass. And you may begin to question in your mind, like what, 
what's going on. Um, but he says to wait for it. And the word wait means to adhere to, to await and to long for. So when you have a vision from the Lord and it seems to be lingering or hesitating or delaying, the Bible says to adhere to it to adhere to it, adhere to the vision, adhere to the word of God, meaning to cling on to it, conform your life to it, you know, to, to not let it go. Like I'm thinking too of that scripture in Hebrews 10, don't fling away your fearless confidence, your confidence in what God has spoken to you, your confidence in the call of God. Don't just fling that away because when you adhere to the vision, when you hold on to the word you have from the Lord, there's a great recompense of reward to those who don't fling away their confidence in the vision or in the call or in what God's spoken to you. So it says, though it lingers, wait for it, adhere to it. It will surely come and it will not delay. And so that word, when it says delay the second time or tarry the second time, it means to remain behind. So what does that mean? So, and in the Amplified, it said, to it will not be behindhand on its appointed day. So like I said on the last podcast, there's an appointed day for that thing to come to pass in your life. And as soon as that appointed day or season, whatever, comes in your life, it won't tarry for one moment on its appointed day. So though it delay and linger, wait for it, adhere to it. Don't don't um, fling away your confidence in what God has spoken to you, but continue to adhere to it. And in its appointed day, it shall come to pass. And so I have some things I want to share with you that illustrate this um, from the book of Jeremiah and the book of Daniel. But first, I just want to read this scripture um, because sometimes people get so like, just consumed with like God spoke this to me and like my whole life just revolves around like oh I'm just in this season like waiting and it just almost becomes like people idolize like oh my gosh like I have this vision from the Lord and it becomes literally like this thing that like that's all you focus on and that's it's very important not to fall into that even though you have a vision from the Lord you have a word from the Lord you know, you're in faith about that, but ultimately, well, let me just read you the scripture. In Acts 1, he's telling them, and not many days from now, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And in verse 6, so he's telling them about the Holy Spirit. And what do they ask? In verse 6, they said, they asked him, Lord, when is the time when you will reestablish the kingdom and restore Israel? So they're focused on like the natural and they're like, Lord, we want to know exactly when this is going to happen, when you're going to restore Israel. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to talk about the Holy Spirit. And this is just like typical human nature. They're like, but when are we going to see something happening in the natural? Like, when is that going to happen? We need to know uh, the time, the time frame. We need to know time frames. And that's how humans tend to be. Because in the natural, we just like to know what's going on. We want to be in control. But that's the whole part of trusting the Lord is that you're not going to know everything. And that's just, that's how you, and that's when you have to trust the Lord. So, but Jesus's response, so they want to know when, when is the time, when is the season? And Jesus says, it's not for you to become acquainted with and know the times, the things and events of time, their definite periods or fixed years and seasons, their critical niche in time, which the father has appointed and reserved for his own choice 
But so that was the amplified. So basically he's like, it's actually not your job to know the fixed seasons and times when all these things will take place. But what does he say? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. So what am I trying to say? When the Lord tells you something, when he gives you a vision, he gives you a call, he gives you a word. I'm not saying that you don't like meditate on those things or remember those things and, and, you know, build your faith for that. But ultimately it's so important not to just idolize that. The point is that you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and power, and you need to go do the works of Jesus. What do I mean? Be a witness. You yourself need to become living proof that Jesus is alive. You need to be bearing testimonies in your life, laying hands on the sick, uh, preaching the gospel to people, sharing the gospel, uh, getting people saved. And so really, when you're about the work of the kingdom, you do what God's called you to do now. You, you begin to, to pray for people. You begin to share your testimony of how you got saved. So really, Jesus is refocusing them. Don't worry so much about when this is gonna happen or when it's not gonna happen. What you need to focus on is that you must be endued with power, and I want you to be my witness. And that's what you get consumed with because when you're consumed with the kingdom of God and doing what God commissioned you to do, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. So I like that Jesus refocuses them. And, and you know, it's so important when you're believing God for something, get busy yourself doing the things of God, the work of the kingdom, because it's going to help you stay centered and not become so like just like obsessed with this one thing because really life, this life is really all about souls. And when you stay focused on that, it keeps you on track. So that's just a side note. But the main thing I want to talk about is Jeremiah and Daniel. So let me, so I want to read to you Jeremiah 29, 10. This is the Lord giving Jeremiah a word. And he says, when your time in Babylon is complete, and he had told him it was going to be about 70 years. When your time in Babylon is complete, I will visit you and keep my good promise to you. I will perform my good word towards you. Then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you back home. And so this is very powerful. So the Lord is basically telling him when, when the appointed time comes, I myself will come and visit you and I will perform the word that I have given you. I will bring you out and bring you back home to Israel. And so I like this because God is the one that visits them and does the work. Right, but he's giving him this word and he's letting him know there's a time and I'm gonna come visit you and I'm gonna perform the good thing that I promised you. So, and this is a word to you. Whatever you're believing God for, I wanna tell you that the Lord will keep his good promise to you. He will perform his word towards you. He will come and do for you all the good things that he has promised. Selah, that's a word right there. So, but what's powerful about this, so it's like, okay, well then what is my part? You know, and obviously, like I said, your part is to, to do the work of the kingdom, 
you know, you do what God's called you to do in that season. But I like if you read in the book of Daniel, you know, Daniel was in Babylon. They were still in Babylon, but Daniel um, knew that Jeremiah had received that word from the Lord and he discovered it. So a lot of times we discover something in God's word. We discover a promise from God um, or you have a vision from the Lord or a prophetic word or you see so you have a word from the Lord and Daniel realized, hey, it's been that 70 years. So like we should be getting to the point where God is delivering us out of this Babylonian captivity. So Daniel's response is to pray. So this and this is really powerful. And I've, you know, really stood all these scriptures. I'm telling you, like I've stood on in my own life to really believe God for things that I felt like he has spoken to me and um and it's been a great encouragement to me. And so I just encourage you to really you can dig into all this on your own. But so in Daniel 9 like verse 2, I'll just read this one to you. I Daniel understood from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that 70 years must pass before the desolation of Jerusalem would end. So Daniel discovers something in the word of the Lord. And, and he says that he understood it from reading God's word. So many times when you're reading the, God's word, you will receive a rhema word from God. Something will stand out. The word of the Lord will come to you, right? And, and you know that it is God's direct word to you. And so that's what Daniel had, a word from the Lord. And he felt like, okay, now is the time. And so what does it say in verse three? It says, Daniel set his face to seek the Lord by prayer and supplication. In verse 18, it says, Lord, we, we come to you because of your great mercy and loving kindness. And he began praying and supplicating for that visitation that he had told Jeremiah about, the visitation that would come and end their captivity and fulfill this word that the Lord had given to Jeremiah. And um, in verse 19, he says, Oh, Lord, listen and act for your own sake. Do not delay. Oh, my God, for we bear your name. Do not delay. So Daniel prayed, Lord, do not delay. And that's the word delay is the same Hebrew word that is used in Habakkuk 2 that I read in the beginning. So Daniel is literally praying the word of God. He's praying, Lord, do not delay. And so you can do that. You can pray Habakkuk 2. You can pray, Lord, I thank you. You've given me this vision. I've written it down. And I thank you, Lord, that though it may seem like it is delaying, though it may seem like it is reluctant, I thank you, Lord, that in its appointed day, you, it will not be behind and you will bring it to pass. Oh, Lord, do not delay to fulfill your word in my life. So that's something that you can pray. Just like Daniel prayed, Lord, do not delay. Please visit me, Lord, and, and, and fulfill your word to me. And so I think that's very powerful because Daniel, Daniel is, is standing on God's word and beginning to pray God's word. So that's what you do when you are believing God for something. You fill your heart with the scriptures. You stand on the scriptures. You pray the scriptures and the Lord will perform his word in your life. He will not delay. He will do it. And the scripture that I want to end with this scripture has also been a great encouragement to me. You know, when you're maybe at a point in your life where you're really just believing God for like direction and like that he's going to lead you, that he's going to bring his word to pass in your life. Maybe you're really stepping out in faith in something and just believing God to see, you know, to see his hand, to see open doors. 
to see his word come to pass. And I like this scripture in 1 Chronicles 28, 20. This is a scripture that I have literally stood on that has carried me. Um, and this is in the message translation. And let me just set the stage for you. This is when you know, God had given David the plans for the temple, but he told him Solomon is going to be the one to build my temple. So Solomon's got this huge blueprint to build the temple of God. Um, very detailed, very specific. And, you know, New Testament, we are the temple of God. Your life can be like likened into this building of the temple. God is building our lives, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, right? And so this is what the um, uh, First Chronicles 28, 20 says. It says, don't be anxious or get discouraged. God, my God, is with me in this. He will not fail me or forsake me or walk off and leave me. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple is finished correctly. He is at my side until every last detail is completed. And so that's a word to you that every last detail will be completed correctly, that God will be with you till the end, that he will complete what he began in you, that he will see to it. He will see to it that all the work, that all the promises, every word that you've been standing on in your life will come to pass and will be fulfilled. And you can trust that he will never walk off and leave you, that he is with you every single moment of every single day as you're, as you're, as whatever your season you're in, whether you're waiting to see something manifested in your life, whatever that looks like, that he's not going to walk off and leave you, but he's going to be with you and that he will visit you and bring his word to pass in your life on the appointed day in Jesus' mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.